Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm weaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and more. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, Mike Gingrich here, and want to welcome you to my live session today. And today, I want to talk about uh, some some current trends and some things coming up. So, first, the trend, and that is the social media app uh, Parlay or Parlor. Okay, uh, so maybe you've seen this, particularly on Facebook, um, since the election, and I've seen a number of people posting, "Hey." Um, I've I'm got an account on um, Parlay Parlor. Come over here and join me. My username is X, and you're seeing that a lot. Okay, so first off, uh, official name is French uh, Parlay. Uh, however, Americans have butchered that and call it Parlor, and so it's almost uh, more known by that, particularly uh, in the U.S. So that is. Um, a little bit of the background of the name, now a little bit of the background of the app. What the heck is it? And is it new and why are people doing this? Okay, so um, it's technically is not new. Uh, it's technically been around since 2018, but it had not seen uh, much growth, but is now being seen with um, tremendous growth in a particular segment. So we'll talk about that. Uh, now, back to its... Um, beginnings here. I've got some notes for these guys' names. Um, Matze and Herod Thompson, graduates of the University of Denver. And and basically, they built this social media network because they wanted a transparent social media network, um, one that was going to be free from limits and potential of uh, abuse of privacy or uh, abuse by the platform itself. So what they're saying is that um, the censorship tools that Facebook has in place, that Twitter has in place, the predominantly are the ones are um, you know hindering people's uh, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and so they have created this uh, without those, and so um, it it is most similar, I would say, to Twitter. So think of it as you know tweeting, but in a little bit longer form tweets, you can do what, 280 characters and um, par, parlay. Uh, I don't know what to say just because of that. Uh, I'll try to go with the original name. Uh, you can go up to a thousand characters. So that's almost like a mini blog, really. I mean, um, statement that you can do. You can also uh, publish uh, GIFs and um, photos, uh, those types of pieces there, and use hashtags. So again, a lot of uh, Twitter-esque type things doesn't quite have the robust, you know, you can't go live or any of those kind of things like you can with Facebook, so not quite as uh, robust there. And um, it's kind of seen as an alternative social media platform, uh, again, focused on freedom of speech, and um, it just took off like after the election because uh, the you know conservative segment, particularly of the U.S. population, uh, 
was feeling like uh, they were getting, you know, content not being able to be seen. So uh, again, so if you, you know, fake news, Facebook has out things in place that are, um, that are researching, documenting, and taking down what is determined to be fake news. And so, but this is kind of disputed territory. They're saying some of this isn't fake and you're taking it down, those types of pieces. Or if you've seen um, some of President Trump's like tweets, you know, are getting uh, labeled, you know, and, uh, with with kind of that warning that, that it's uh, not based on facts, facts, uh, factual information and uh, those types of things. So, uh, there's kind of been a backlash against those uh, algorithms within Facebook and Twitter that do that, and a you know call to let's move, let's go to, and Parlay has been the the platform that is that has gained that popularity now because I mean it's it's actually number one in the App Store, uh, Apple App Store for free downloads, uh, so it it has definitely surged. And I mean, it's above like TikTok downloads in um, in the Apple Store, so it, it is number one in the free downloads. And um, so, you know, that that's says something about it. It's it's gained some uh, users here recently. Now, however, it's been around since 2018, so um, there was not that massive adoption rate then. And we still don't know if it's going to have a massive adoption rate now. And uh, so, so that's kind of one of the things, but that's what it is. So, you know, should you be there? Should your business be there? Um, not seeing it as really any kind of go-to for businesses at this point in time um, with one caveat. And that is if you are catering to that uh, conservative audience and want to you know reach them with some type of of marketing then it might be a good place to be represented because that's the the dominant um audience or user base at this point in time so we have to watch it over the course of time there's been you know there, it's nothing new to have social media networks try to launch i mean you know TikTok, for example i mean you didn't know about it uh, two years ago, three years ago, for sure. Uh, there's been others along the way. Did you know there's a social media network called Ello? Uh, like hello without the H, Ello. Uh, yeah, it's still out there. It's had to pivot because it hasn't really taken off. And and uh, Parlay, in actuality, you know, looked like one of those. It's been around since 2018. Nothing really happened, but now it's got some um, traffic. But will will that be longevity traffic? We don't know. So that's um, a little bit about what it is, but it is geared towards being uh, free speech. It, it does identify, you know, and, and verifies influencers, public figures, so that you can know that is that person. Um, what else does it have? It has some, uh, you know, Twitter-esque, Facebook-esque functions in that. So I can just kind of go through, you know, a number of those pieces. There's a echo feature uh, with a megaphone. And that functions like a re Twitter's retweet. So, you know, you're echoing, you're, it's repeating. And that's uh, the, the retweet um, option within Parlay. And then let's see, there's also upvote icon, kind of like the like button. So you can upvote something. 
And um, again, it's free to enter. You do have to provide a email address and a telephone number. You receive a text code to verify um, that. Uh, so, so they're going to have those pieces of information. They say how they're going to you know, not use that information, um, but it has become kind of a place where people are going that are unhappy with with Twitter with Facebook and, uh, you know, even Instagram or YouTube, if they've been upset with the uh, um, terms of service there. So it, uh, it really took off again after the election and uh, the, with, with particularly that uh, um, those who are of a conservative um, mindset and we will see if it's going to grow and if it's going to stay and if it's going to take off, but uh, that's what it is. Uh, so you can go sign up, go through the process, get a username, uh, and it's going to have the most similar feel probably to Twitter for you with that. And um, there, it does recommend, which Twitter does as well. Do you want to, you know, uh, follow this person, that type of thing? So you see those their their information in the news feed, um, but that's what it is. And I talk about it just because. Uh, number one, it's number one in the app store right now, free download. So it's important to be aware of what the heck it is. Number two, you're probably going to see it. People are talking about, hey, join me over here um, from Facebook. It's just uh, they're putting that out there. And um, number three, from a business use case, you know, should you be there? Should you not be there? Um, you know, you might want to get your uh, username, uh, both, you know, personally and for the business, um, just in case it does take off. So you've secured that and reserved it. That's what I've done at this point in time. And um, you may just kind of sit back and watch then and, and wait and see what happens. Is it, does it have a high adoption rate that uh, continues or not? And we go from there. So um, that's the kind of leading edge news today. Um, second thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, we're heading into that holiday season and it's not too late. Uh, this is still, you know, early, mid-November and you have time to you know, sharpen uh, and and get out your email marketing. So it's going to be very important for small, medium-sized businesses. I mean, everybody's going to be buying, obviously, and, and aware of what the big boys have to offer, the Amazons, Walmarts, Targets, uh, those types of things. But, um, you know, it's been maybe a tough year for some uh, small businesses, and this is a key time to generate some income. So how can you do that? Uh, think about your email list, okay? Um, not necessarily, you know, growing your list, but hopefully you have a list. And you can use that list. Um, if you need to grow it, I mean, obviously you need to get word out there, get to get that on your website, sign up to get updates. But, but uh, a key point for your email marketing is um, think of ways that you can segment the list and then send specific emails to the segment. Okay. So just for example, uh, let's say that you are a business to consumer uh, store and you want to, you can segment based on your list. You have a thousand people on your list. You can segment uh, male versus female. All right. You can, you can ask that. So if you can do that, and let's say you've got 600 females um, of that list. If you segment that list out, now you can target specific products of yours that are appealing to that female audience and communicate to them that way. Um, as well, you could also, um, you know, if, if, if you know, uh, male, female, if you know, um, single married, those types of things. So we could, we could target the married females and offer specific gift ideas for their significant other in their life, you know? So that's, that's what we talk about with, 
segmenting your email list, finding a way to, to break it down into a segment that you can talk to specifically or offer something that's specific to them versus just a general, hey, we've got these 10 products on sale. Uh, you can say, hey, we've got, you know, we've been, we've doing the, um, the shopping for you. Here are three great gift ideas for, uh, you know, your son, your daughter, your spouse, you know, whatever that is. So segment the list. Uh, number two, create a sense of urgency. If you're, you're putting special offers out there, is it live for a certain segment of time, 48 hours, 72 hours, that's it, you know, um, having a time where they have to take action by and you say, well, that's not my only sale. So you can roll out another one if you keep doing these short segments, you know, you can do the, um, you know, uh, 20 days to the holidays and, and have something roll out, you know, every two days, uh, a special thing. I mean, Amazon's got the deal of the day, learn from some of the things that they're doing create a sense of urgency, have those pieces go out, segment, um, you know, is there a way you can increase your average order value, you know, uh, so think of, think of ways of giving a percentage off of orders over a certain threshold so that instead of them spending an average of $35 with you, if you can get them to spend over 50, you know, so that your average uh, and then, and then give them a discount. So your average order instead of the 35, 39 is 48, you know, 47 average overall, because people are spending over 50 to get there and get a discount on that piece overall that can help you with those things. Um, finally is subject lines are important and you want to make sure that you have a great subject line in your email. So, uh, there's still time but you need to act quickly and you need to think about these things segments so that you can speak to a specific audience that, and give something relevant to them, make it uh, time specific, increase your average order value and get that subject line to, you know, uh, really pop and make them very interested in that. I've seen uh, some good ones where, and a lot of email platforms like to do this and that is put the person's, first name so you know you you can typically do that with like a, a macro um where it allows you to you know insert first name and then your subject line mike um got three holiday gift ideas to make your shopping easier you know check now and um that personalization of of uh mike and Letting me know, you know, it's just three things. It's not too much for me to look at can be uh, enticing for someone. So take a look at those ideas for your email marketing. Draw from that. Take a look at what uh, the big ones are doing, the Amazons, the targets. Learn from those. Adapt some of those pieces. Make it work for you. So um, that's what I want to cover today. Hopefully those are uh, helpful insights in the uh, digital online world. And uh, until next week, I am Mike Kingrich. Take care. Alrighty, thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half is the outcome of the game for your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act on? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeEnglish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy, adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.